Hey, are you looking for a non-professional podcast covering and promoting the Indiana Wesleyan football program? Well, you've come to the right place. Wildcats, round up! Xander Stokes kept it, and there was no one within 20 yards of him. Johnston now has room to work. His nickname's Juice. He's bringing the juice. He's through a man. He is stumbling. A lot of room to work for Jaquez Carter. He's got a lot of speed, too. He's to the 40. He could go. We'll see. Foot race. Carter. Touchdown. Shoemaker on the carry. Shoemaker through the hole. Shoemaker to the end zone. Wildcats are pouring it on. Welcome into Wildcat Roundup for what are we calling it, Fred? Week 15? Yeah. Um, the, the season is over. Um, unfortunately, the semifinal game did not go the way that we hoped. So the season has come to a close for us, but we're going to uh, review the semifinal, um, kind of go over what we saw, some of the things that we saw this year and some of the high points. Um, we're going to talk to Coach Langs uh, as we do each week, get his input on what happened and then I'm not sure. It's going to be a little bit different this week. Hey, Fred. So I I did not get to go. We talked about that last week, but just in general, give us your, your review of the trip. Well, it was a really great experience being able to go on the road especially a long road trip, both for the guys, uh, you know, the team and, and parents, I think, you know, cause it took a lot to get there, uh, you know, 10, 11 hour drive or bus ride flying multiple flights. Cause not easy to fly into that area. You know, we flew into Omaha, Nebraska, because you couldn't even get to Sioux city without it being a, 15 hours of flying. And Mm -hmm. so then we drove the last two hours. So, so it was neat, you know, definitely it, it was a whole big, long weekend experience. You know, the boys broke it into two days, which I think was a great plan, you know, that coach had Um, great bonding time for them. Um, Another cold day. It was with wind chill, nine degrees, and, you know, the snow was plowed to the side of the field. And so, you know, another one of those. Um, So great experience, Um, tough loss, you know, just we didn't start well. We had some opportunities to get back into it, didn't take advantage of some of that. Um, So a lot to learn. Uh, It's the first time we've ever been in the semifinals. It's the first road playoff game, let alone long road playoff game. First time playing North, Northwestern. Um, mm-hmm. They were not an easy approach to, you know, handle with their offense. And um, so there's definitely things I think immediately the boys and the coaches will take off and learn from and approach, 
know what to expect next time. This is the third time Northwestern's been in the semifinals, and it's the first time they've hosted. In a row. Yeah, third time in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I looked immediately after we lost, and, you know, kind of a uh, – I I don't know. Sometimes the close losses are even worse, (laughs) you know. Um, but you know, when, when things don't go super well, you know, you got to quickly turn to, man, what do we learn? And, oh, oh, I think they know now what it's going to take, you know, to, for that next level. And so I, I think that's, you know, that's really helpful. Um, you know, Northwestern was a very good team. They were very disciplined and you even saw it from the very beginning when they came out to the national anthem I don't know if I've ever seen a straighter line. I I mean, everything was so disciplined about them. And then they executed so well on offense and defense and um, their line. I mean, they did a ton of pulling and crisscross trapping and, and I mean, they did it well and their wide receivers blocked well and, you know, all that misdirection, it, it freezes, you know, the backers for a minute and that's all they need is just for that one second, you know, and then they get a lead blocker coming and, and then with a dual threat quarterback, um, you know, I would say he's probably, I think he was the best, best athlete we faced all year. Um, definitely. Um, he was solid running pass. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let, let's, let's talk about the game. So, we'll just run through a couple things really quick and then wrap it up because it wasn't pretty for our side, but um, so they broke out, they took the opening kickoff, six plays, 65 yards and just over three minutes took the lead seven to nothing. Um, And then I believe it was their second drive. They took and they score and it was 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Two plays yeah. on the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two plays. Yeah, and then they kicked a field goal just before the first quarter ended. Seven, we were down seventeen to nothing at the end of the first quarter. So I've been around since game one, right? So um, I, I was looking over some stats this morning, and um, this is the first time that we've trailed by seventeen points since the first season. Uh, of our existence um you, you know it's really only the second time this season that we've trailed you know we uh, the taylor took the lead um on a one play or i think theirs was a two or three play drive right broke a long playoff yeah. but juice ran the kickoff back to midfield and two plays later we we're in the end zone so um taylor led for 26 seconds we hadn't trailed other than that 26 seconds since the Valpo game. Like we were, we played out front all season long. You know, at one point this season, we talked about the number of times we won the coin toss. And we talked about the number of times we scored on our first possession. I think we scored on our first possession every game up until like the Marion game. Right. I think through Marion, we, we scored on the first drive of the game. So, that's amazing to me how, how much we led this season, but then just going back and looking to, you know, we hadn't been down by more than two touchdowns since the first season of our existence. 
Yeah, yeah. I do think we faced a really good team. And, um, you know, there were quite a few times in the year where our defense at the very beginning either gave up a touchdown or some long drives early. So that had happened, but but they got two scores right away. You know, like, remember at the uh, Lawrence Tech game, they had two drives down inside the five, but we got turnovers. And so, um, so we didn't end up, you know, getting turnovers. So that was another big piece of our defense all year. And so there was just some things that we just got behind the eight ball a little bit quick. But then second ha- second quarter, we quickly shifted and defense went shut down three, three and outs in a row. And our offense started moving the ball, got down inside the five. And it, it looked like, man, we're going to make this a game. And then, <laughs> you know, the touchdown pass, you know, gets bobbled and, and picked. And, and then we stop them again, three and out. And then we drive again, but then stalled. And so we had some chances where it looked like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to recover from this spotting them 17. And if we had just been able to at least punch one of those in and go in 17 to seven, you know, that, um, you know, I think that could have been a difference maker coming out, but we just weren't able to do that. We had, we had multiple drop, drop passes that hurt some drives. Um, and, um, Fred, you were a receiver. How hard is a football when it's seven degrees outside? You know, here's the way I look at it. It's hard and slippery. It is. Yeah. And so, man, you gotta be really focused and really on it. And so I think we just, we did, didn't quite have it. Um, and, um, and so we weren't able to pull those out. I mean, we had been able to do that through the year. And so I think if we had, I think then we'd have come out second half and, you know, it had been quite a, quite a dogfight. Um, so, you yeah, know, their, defense, their defense was solid too, though. I mean, you got to give them credit. They were just, a, just a, across the board, very solid. Uh, that middle linebacker Fryer, he had 13 tackles. Um, I mean, he had a great game and, you know, they held us to what probably our lowest production of, of the year. Yeah, we were over on third down conversions. That that has never happened in program history. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think, like you said, the, the second half, we had a couple chances to punch the ball in. Could have cut the score to ten, even after that that huge output by them in the first quarter. Um, and then the second half started, like so many second halves have. Uh, you know, we pushed them down into their territory deep. The defense got a three and out. Um, We took over in pretty good field position at our 30 on our second drive and then just were not able to move the ball, had to punt it back to them, and, you know, they quickly went to work again and drove the field on us and four plays, 44 yards, two minutes, pushed the game up to 24 to nothing. And it did, I, I don't, again, I wasn't there. We, we were, we're not able to get out of job obligations and, 
Um, so we missed the game and we watched on TV and it, it did just kind of look like some wind came out of our sails at that point. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember there was a third down, I think it was third and eight and we, we brought pressure and man, it looked like we were going to get Grandstat, and he literally did a 360 in the pocket. Yeah. And then ran for like 30 yards and did an open field juke. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff is just hard to defend, you know, when it's, when you've got a good scheme planned and then he can break out of it. That, that's just tough. And that, that, that kept that drive alive, you know, and they were able to score on us and, you know, he he, uh, he had two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. He had over 100 yards rushing on us. So that, that dual threat is really difficult. And, again, I think next time, you know, we'll we'll have probably, you know, much much better game plan to, you know, address that, you know, just learning from that. Um, but offensively, we just, you know, we couldn't get the run game going. We couldn't establish it. And, uh, of course, that – has been huge for us all year um and uh and then just couldn't get the conversions with the 0 for 9 on third down so um so yeah it was it was um we had opportunities but it was uh it was tough yeah it it got to, to 38 to nothing after they scored two touchdowns um to open the second half and then we we were able to put a nice drive together um you know xander found jock for a long gain 50 yards um and then a couple runs by tay including the touchdown um you know gave us some life you know it was a little positive so you know we didn't we didn't give up you know we fought we battled but i think on that day they were the better team no question yeah yeah, you know, I quickly, you know, in a game like that, I quickly, again, went to, there was a lot to learn this first time on a lot of things. Now these guys know what to expect. Um, so this is, this is good. You know, those are the, those are the learnings that are the hardest, you know, the ones that are the losses, but, but, but they're good. I mean, that's how you learn and grow and, and we know what it takes, you know, the next time we get there. And so, so that was good. And man, we're in the semifinals. So that meant we had a great season, <laughs> you know, yeah. so you, you got to quickly just turn to that. So, well, yeah. And, and I, actually I misread my, my notes. So in the first season, we went up to Concordia, you know, we felt pretty good. We had had some really good success. Um, Concordia was going to be the conference champion that at that season, and they put a whooping on us. They, I think, they were up forty-eight to nothing or something like that. They they ended up winning the game fifty-five to seven. Um, and and we rallied around that. Like we did have a game the next week. Uh, I think two weeks later, and and coach put them to work for two weeks, and he worked them hard. And I think we hung 50 the next week on Lawrence Tech. Um, so, yeah, how do you respond to that? And then what I misread on the notes was um, we did we did trail, I think, at Olivet um, 
in the spring season. So some of the guys who had, you know, really led the team the first two years had moved on, including Coach Blair. Um, Xander was playing in his first game on the road in this weird COVID environment, snow up around the field. And uh, we were down, I think, 30 to 20, drove into the red zone, didn't get any points, and then Olivet scored two touchdowns late. So they beat us by 24. And that's the last time we trailed by a number that well. But then last year, you know, we, we rallied around that season where we went two and three in that short season to win back-to-back conference titles. So, yeah, it's the high point of the program being the national semifinals, but where do we go from here? We we see a lot of opportunities, and we've responded to this well, I think, a couple of times in program history. So it's exciting. It's exciting. It's a tough loss, tough way to go out for some of the guys, Um, but it's, it's definitely another step in a process that I think everybody involved in the program believes in. Yeah, you know that that group of seniors, because uh, very strong um, upperclassmen, you know, in this program, that group of seniors has built something really special. And man, to go from nothing to semifinals in five years—that that's just amazing. And so they've set the standard, you know. And now I think the guys that are back, they got nine months to reflect on. Well, yeah. we got this far all right, what's it going to take now to take that next step? And, and they'll get to work. And so great season conference champs, two playoff wins, uh, semifinals. So lot to build on. Um, and we climbed pretty far. And so now, you know, like, like last year, you know, we had those shirts that said standard set, you know, that we had one conference. And so now the standard is even higher. Uh, now we're climbing from a higher base, you know, to that next level. And so uh, that's exciting. Yeah. Lot, lot to be proud of. And uh, we get to celebrate coach Lang's got another award just today, I think, right. This week. He, he did. He was the American football coaches association uh, district two coach of the year. Yeah, definitely well-deserved. Absolutely. You know, we have a, uh, we have a really strong culture and a very uh, united team and staff, and that doesn't happen by accident. And so uh, we all know Coach Langs is just really gifted at building into people and developing them and then vision casting. And, um, so it's exciting to just be a part of that and uh, very thankful for his leadership. So we're joined one last time this season by Coach Jordan Langs in the Coach's Corner. Jordan, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're just wrapping the season up. So we're looking for your final thoughts on the Northwestern game. Yeah, it feels like any, uh, a month ago, but um, yeah, I thought Northwestern was a really good team. Um, I, I think I, I've been saying for a couple weeks, those last few weeks of the playoffs, like if we play well, we have a shot to win. If we don't play well, we'll lose. And we did not play well. 
And when you don't play well, when you're in the when you're the final four to six teams in that in that rarefied air, if you're not going to get away not playing well. So um, I, I think the margin for error at that level is very small. And you could go, you could either lose in the quarterfinals or you could go to the national championship and it could happen in a matter of plays. Um, and I don't think that, I think we were, we uncharacteristically started slow and they did a phenomenal job of, of taking advantage of that. So I take nothing away from them. Um, do I think we played our best? Not at all. Do I think the score indicated the mar- the, the true margin? No, but that's why you play and, uh, Kudos to them because they were they were a very good team. Do you have a prediction for the championship game this Saturday? I honestly don't, just simply because I don't have a whole bunch of understanding and knowledge of Kaiser. Um, Kaiser must be pretty good to do what they've done in this uh, in their their three game roadshow. So um, I think that Northwestern's quarterback is an equalizer, um, and we'll see if they've got a plan to stop that. But yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Very interesting. Yes, sir. So as you said a little bit at the start, we are about 10 days separated from the end of the season. Um, has that 10 days given you any greater perspective on uh, what, what the accomplishments you achieved this season were? Yeah, I think it, uh, it's allowed me to really appreciate it, to be honest. I think that, you know, you have an 11-hour drive home or 11-and-a-half-hour drive home. It allows you to process it quickly because you spend a whole time processing it. But I think I think I was along with most of our players where we got back like man, we're that really stunk. Like getting buzz sawed like that against a good team like this stinks that our, our season's over. But really pretty excited about the season and excited about our accomplishments and excited about the future. And I think that that is, I think that was a pretty like unanimous or a kind of a consensus feeling. Now of course we want to figure out how we can get better. We got to figure out how. We, we can take the next step, um, but we also don't want to, you know, take for granted the fact that we, we accomplished what we were able to accomplish in such a short time. And, and that's the reality of college sports, right? 20 to 25 percent of your roster turns over every year and mm-hmm. it's kind of on to next year. So uh, let's talk about recruiting a little bit. Um how what how do you recruit at this level? Is it more of a just an overall best players available, or how much do you focus in on needs? No, we 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 focus on needs pretty heavily. Um, <laughs> we're a little bit under. We work under the the basis of we if a kid's really good, we want really good players. Like in general, of course, but we do want to be specific with who we're bringing in. We don't want to load up one, one position and be at a, a major need in another position. We, we want to have some balance. Um, and then we also want to develop what we have on the roster. So it's a little bit of a both and, um, but yeah, I, I think we're, you know, some of our best recruiting is, is playing and winning football games, which is a good thing, but we hosted a, an official visit last week for our early offer kids I already have five or six commits and we're excited about the direction of it. So, yeah, so a long playoff run certainly gives you something to talk to recruits about, but does that put you behind at all when you go this deep in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, it puts us behind a, 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 t- a tad because we're we're not going to get more kids on campus till after Christmas break, so that you feel a little bit behind with that. Do I think ultimately any momentum will be lost? I don't think so. I think our kids, I think your recruits are, are pretty wise to 
oh, I'm getting recruited by a team that's playing in December, and there's no wonder they can't host official visits this weekend. We're in the Final Four. So that's ultimately a good thing for us, and I, I think recruits understand. And um, I think at this level, too, I think most of your damage is done in January anyways when it comes to signing and committing kids, and um, we'll see what uh, um, – We'll see how that that what fruit that provides, but I do expect it not to hold us back at all. And graduation is this Saturday. End of the semester is here. Your kids go home for a couple weeks. How soon do you start back in January? January. Well, well, January 9th is when classes resume, and we'll start training that day. Uh, coaches will be gone. Coaches are always gone a few days there for our national convention, um, but we'll start training the kids right away, and then we'll. Um, We'll go ahead and go uh, start running later that week, and um, we'll go four lifts a week, two runs a week, and one or two official visits every week too. So busy January. And so because of the COVID extension of eligibility, you've got a lot of players uh, leaving the program with graduation on Saturday. Um, How do you start in the wintertime transitioning the leadership from the outgoing seniors into the kids that stay? Yeah, I think it's I, I think we, the discussions have to start now. But I think, man, if you have a, a really clarified culture, um, the, some of those things should be happening naturally. There's we know who the players who have who have demonstrated they have the ability to lead. They've demonstrated the ability to have impact. And I think people start to generally and kind of naturally gravitate towards those people. Now, those kids have to be willing to take the reins. Those kids have to be willing to take on the expectation which we fully anticipate those kids to embrace and do that. Um, I've had those conversations with those individual kids as they come through my office in these exit meetings. Um, but I think, uh, I think our players are, are excited. They'll be excited to kind of start the new thing. I think it's kind of this new, this sort of new phase of Indiana Wesleyan football. We've had so many great players that are graduating kind of simultaneously, which is, which, which obviously we, we hate to see them leave, but it also, you kind of, you need it's a natural progression of things in our for a football program. You need kind of the undergrowth to pull through when you take the canopy away. And I think it's it's time for that in terms of leadership, in terms of roster, in terms of a lot of things. So um, although it, it stinks to see a lot of good players leave, I think it's an exciting time to see what the future is. Yes, sir. And you mentioned the coaching co- conference. Um, obviously, position coaches want to be coordinators. Coordinators want to be head coaches. Uh, there's all kinds of movement at this time of year. Do you expect any major changes on your staff? We don't have nothing right now. I think obviously when you're successful, I mean, it's last year we, we had the, we had to fend them off uh, left and right to keep the staff together. And, and I'm sure that they'll, these guys will have opportunities. I think Indiana Wesleyan is a special place. And I think that guys want to be here. And I think, I mean, it, you're going to have another very good team returning. And I think that's always a very attractive thing for coaches um, and also it's important to remember that the, the program is bigger than any one person. I think what, what makes this place special is also the Indiana Wesleyan community and just the type of kids we have here. And um, that's a big that's a big attraction piece for coaches, too, is they want to be around like minded kids who, who are high achieving and they give everything they have to, to be at their best. And um, but, yeah, I mean, it's you're kind of just starting into the beginning of, of that sort of season of, of coaching change. But um, as of right now, we're we're full strength. So as a father, I have a son who is transitioning. He's finding an apartment. He's got a job lined up. Graduation Saturday. 
Um, it's the natural progression in life. But so you're very focused in this program. But does Father Langs coach any of the younger Langs yet? Yeah, we we coach uh, baseball. Um, this past spring, we did baseball. I did baseball with my boys. I'm hoping Levi does a little bit of basketball this year. Uh, Grayson has been has been training with Coach Trazis on the wrestling mat. Excellent. The girls will girls will do some girls will do some gymnastics and tumbling that I can't really help coach. But um, hopefully, hopefully it's an active active winner for the Langs gang. Excellent. And your basketball skills are high level. Uh, they're good enough. I've, I've got enough. I've got enough in the tank to be to be dangerous for that sport, but not not the tumbling, not the, but no coaching on the basketball court. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the opportunities for him are and where we can get him to play. Yes. Well, excellent. Hey, so I just want to say thank you for coming in every week for talking to us, uh, for leading this program for leading my son. Um, it's been a great experience for us. Don't know what next year brings as far as the podcast, but uh, this year has been a pleasure, and I thank you so very much. Well, thank you for putting the effort in each week, and I think our kids appreciate any extra attention they can have, and um, they deserve to be recognized, and I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate you trying to loop in some of the alums, even though we don't have many of them at this point. But um, And I'm thankful, very thankful for the Watson family and, and Luke, and uh, he's been a stalwart here, and um, he's going to help us. He's helped lay the foundation. will help us kind of transition to what's next for, for the program too. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so very much and have a great Christmas season. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And so, Fred, unfortunately, we are not going to be playing for the national championship in Durham. <laughs> um, you know, I gained like three hours this week because I'm not I'm not looking at another team and <laughs> – my wife was was uh, talking with one of the other uh, husbands uh, wives saying and the other one was saying, I'm really worried about my husband, what he's going to do now. And Diane goes, yeah, I'm pretty worried, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I did look a little bit at Kaiser, you know, and uh, pretty amazing run they've had. They're only like five years old, too, like us. And correct. They beat the number one, number two, and number four team all on the road to get to the finals. And they are in Miami Beach or Boca Raton or something like that. And they went to Iowa like four weeks in a row, didn't they? I know. know. (laughs) So that that is going to be a really good game, I think, with Northwestern and them. Um, uh, Yeah, it'll it'll be quite a game. So yeah, no, so they beat they beat Bethel, the number four team on the road, and then yeah, went to, to Iowa back to back weekends playing in 12 degree weather, and mm-hmm. all these guys from Florida, you know, went down and played or went in and played strong. So mm-hmm. um it, it should be an interesting uh obviously Northwestern is high powered, a very strong team, and uh Kaiser seems to be a lot faster. Um, so again, it's, it's a battle of two different kinds of, of football teams, I think built differently. Um, and it'll be an interesting battle to see who wins the national title. Yep. You have a prediction? Uh, um, I, I just think it's going to be a really good game. 
because they both have really strong running games. You know, Kaiser has a beast of a back. I think he had 44 carries against Grandview. 44. 44. <laughs> um, and then, so so their running game is just, you, you know, pure back running game. They actually had a backup quarterback come in and help win the game against, um, uh, I believe, Morningside, if I remember right. Okay. Um, and, uh, but then Northwestern, their running game is both running back and quarterback, which is different breed of running game. And so both offenses are a uh, really strong run. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And, um, you know, Northwestern's defense, um, I think they're a little more physical probably as far as, uh, but I think, uh, Kaiser's probably a little bit maybe more speed with theirs. I mean, they got some big guys too, but um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how how that uh, plays out. Um, yeah, I, I'll be the first one to say I really know next to nothing about Kaiser, um, you know. But I've watched this Northwestern team. I I, th- I was so impressed with that quarterback. Um, you know, you described that play where you know he took a third and eighteen and broke like four tackles and did a twist and a spin and a fake and did this and, you know, picked up a huge first down. And I saw him a couple of times just thread the needle and throw a laser into a guy in coverage. And our defensive backs are pretty good at covering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I always like to root for the team that beat us. I like <laughs> to say we lost to the title holder. Yep. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Northwestern and, and and go for them a little bit and hope they can pull it out. I could go for that one too. It's always, it's always good to lose to the champ. All right, so the season has come to a close. Um. So let's do just a little reflection, Fred. What what did you think of this season? What were some of your highlights? Um, just your overall. What what will you take away from this season as a dad and as a fan? Well, of course, as a dad, it was great seeing my son, you know, be able to contribute, first of all, special teams and then break in, you know, at linebacker and he had a great season and so that that was um, that was great as a dad to be able to be a part of that, and for him to be able to be a part of such a great program and such a great run at a young age, most guys would dream about that. And so that that was special. Um, probably the part of the season that uh, man, I always go back to was game one. The year before we, you know, knew who we were and we one conference and we're going to the playoffs and, and then we go into game one. And I think all of us just thought it's the same team. And that first game kind of shook us a little bit and they had to figure out their identity and they did it very quickly because, you know, every year is a little different, you know, with players. And even if you got a lot of them back and, but there were a few new, new pieces of the puzzle and, and, uh, and some shifting around with the uh, coaching staff. And so I think that was the key of the whole season. Um, the staff went back and I think they, they quickly kind of, uh, realized that and, 
And when we came out that Olivet game, I mean, that was a tough game back and forth, back and forth. And we pulled it out. And then, and then from there, you know, went into the Concordia game and just played a great game against them. And then went down on the road and, and uh, had a tough, good win against Marion and then came back and just a statement win against St. Francis. And so it just, it all, uh, they, they galvanized really quick and that, that was just neat to watch. That's what I always will remember about kind of the season. Yeah. And, and for me, so it, it was a, it was kind of a tough season personally with my son getting, uh, injured in week two, fracturing an ankle and, uh, I mean, I would say on several levels, thought he was done, like thought his career was over. Um, you know, there was talk that he would be able to come back and play against Taylor and Madonna, but knowing both those teams aren't very, very good comparatively, wasn't sure exactly how much he was going to get to play. But for him to come back and play meaningful football and go in the playoffs and win two games and it, it was rich and it was it was very rewarding personally. I feel like through it, I got to know a lot of the parents a lot better this season. That was fun. Um, for me, the highlight game wise is obviously going to be so, somewhat when my son came back and played, but it was against Madonna. So, you know, it was, you know, it wasn't <laughs> what it was. The St. Francis game, I, I told Coach that a couple weeks ago, you know, being from Fort Wayne, knowing what a powerhouse they've been at this level, um, five trips to the national championship game, I think nine trips to the semifinals, and to just throttle them that day. Mm-hmm. Not picking on them, but that was a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, just again, though, getting to know parents better, Bernie Doyle and the Kellys and, um, you and, you know, getting to know you a little bit and my wife retying to you guys. And, you know, we've been very close with the Farrells and, and with the Lampings and, some of Luke's closer teammates, the, 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 the Burks and whatnot, but it was, it was fun to, to get to know more people and get to know them a little bit better. The Shagers are great fans of this show. I know you with the Mosiers. Um, so that, that's for me, what I'll take away is some of these relationships that we've made this year have been really fun to go along with great football. Uh, I'll second that. The, the dynamic of getting to share this with other parents is really special. Uh, we have, we've developed a great relationship with the Mosiers and Luke rooms with uh, clay. And so that's been neat. And then uh, we sat right in front of Ryan Wolford's dad and oh my gosh, that was so fun. Oh, very good dude. Uh, I mean, just a great dude. I mean, we just, we just give each other the look when the defense was, you know, taking care of business and, that that was fun and and uh, yeah the Shagers man they just take care of the team on the road with food I mean just amazing and then uh, and then um, you know just uh, what Amanda Curry with all the pictures uh, just 
unbelievable pictures that she posts all the time. And just, there's a lot of great synergy with all the parents and, and that road trip, it was kind of cool. We um, ended up, uh, Devin Bacchus's mom had called us and said she wasn't going to be, her husband wasn't going to be able to make it. It was going to be on her own. And so we were able to hook up and, you know, stay at the same hotel and then, you know, rent a suburban where we all went together, you know, three families. And, and so, you know, what a great memory, you know, and, and Devin has his probably one of his best games of the year, you, you know, uh, and she got to be a part of that. And, um, so yeah, all those experiences and, uh, you know, Bill Chesser, I mean, Mr. Communication for us, and it's been great. You know, my wife knows Tuesday nights for <laughs> two or three hours. It's just me and you talking football and it's yeah. been great. And so, uh, yeah, that parent connection has been really special too. Yeah. And that's, what's fun. And, and there's, there's, I know there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now who are parents. And I, I think most of them are probably in the parents Facebook page. Um, but I probably need to see if I can get a hold of, of Mrs. Curry and see if we can post a link to the photo albums that she put together on Saturday and get that onto the, the roundup, um, Twitter feed. Cause she took some amazing pictures and then she took pictures of the football game and those were amazing too, but she did such a fabulous job after the game documenting what this program is and what the players mean to each other, what the players mean to the coaches and vice versa and what the parents mean to one another. Um, She took some fabulous pictures. So I hope we can get a link on our, on our roundup uh, Twitter feed so other people can see what this program means to those of us who are in it. Yeah. And the other nice thing about that was that there are a lot of parents that sometimes can't make it that are long ways away. And just to see some of those photos of the game days and that helps them stay connected. And I know Kent Moser, he even, you know, would take pictures and post them too. And um, so just, yeah, just a, a real neat, uh, strong synergy there with one our boys, but and and the uh, with the staff, the coaching staff, but then the parents too, and the tailgating and uh, yeah, and uh, Amy Myers always uh-huh. Facebook lived the Wildcat walk as the players mm-hmm. went into the stadium on game day. So again, the parents who weren't there or couldn't be there were involved. Um, it always seemed like she was right by John Penhollow and he was hugging everybody too. So love John. And, He's a great and guy. I know, and I don't know if you ever had Bradman's like breakfast. I did uh, not. No, oh, I did not. Man, he made these like cinnamon rolls and he'd smash them down and make them pancakes. And, All right. And this, I, I mean, he always had his Blackstone out there and, and uh, man, it was some good, good food. And so, yeah, just a lot of people bringing their strengths, kind of like a team does, you, yeah. you know, put all your strengths together. So, yeah, really neat. 
Yeah, so we we come up a game short. It was a tough way to end the season, but a great season um, of Wildcat football and just a, a great time living in our best, um, as Coach likes to say. Um, it was it was enjoyable. Thanks to him for every week coming in. Thanks to you, Fred, for bringing this second set of eyes and a second perspective. You're kind of the new head where I'm the old guy. I've uh, <laughs> been around the, the whole time. You're the defense where I'm the offense. So I, I feel like, you know, we did a good job rounding out the roundup uh, by adding you this year. So thanks to you. And uh, you want the final word? What do you got to say? Well, hey, thank you. You, It's been fun just doing this with you. And uh, uh, you do an amazing job. And I hope you come back next year. Uh, so that's all I'll say. Well, thanks to that. You know, we tried. I tried to. We tried to focus on the seniors. Yeah. Um, through the, the, the player profiles, um, tried not to bring guys back a second time, nothing against any of them, but just to, to kind of share that love. So Vern opened it up last season, you know, we had in the, the Donovan Shelton's and the juice Johnson's and the Ben Farrell's and, um, then some of the guys who moved on at the end of last year, and we could have brought them back. We could have interviewed Jock every week, like Jock is Jock. Um, but we tried to bring in and round everything out, and it, and uh, it was fun to get to know a bunch of those guys. Like I'd known Ryan Wofford's dad pretty well. He and I had talked every game, but getting to know Ryan was great. Ryan's good dude. I think he'll have his masters in two weeks. Like. Yeah. Come on, that's that's what that's really what college sports is about is mm. is making yourself better, giving yourself opportunities, and having some fun while we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Fred, thank you so very much for joining us, and uh, I'm gonna unless you have something else to say, I think I'll wrap it up. Go Wildcats! And. Just our everyday weekly reminder that Wildcat Roundup is in no way directly affiliated to Indiana Wesleyan University. All thoughts and opinions and research are myself's, Eric Watson, and my co-host Fred Bays. And thanks to Vern Myhill for being our technical guy, for being the the godfather, as I like to call him, the creator of the Roundup, getting everything going. And we hope to see you back here next year and maybe a couple of times here on and off throughout the offseason. So, Fred, have a great time. And go Wildcats.